Now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Come out to play. Come out to play. Come out to play. Come out to play. The best there is. The best there was. And the best there ever It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. We are going to play Pick the Flick at 730. We'll see what Sam wants to talk about. We're going to try and stump Sam. And we've got our top five songs. Top five songs about articles of clothing from listener Amanda. Uh. Or Amanda. Hell yeah! We've got Fairway to Hell 4. We've announced Saturday, September 19th. Register at Basket Case, 21st Memorial. Hit KMOD.com for more. It's completely up to you. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. We like You have a lot of choices when you fly in the morning. So we're glad you chose our airline. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. You got to do it with more like mumble oh. and softer. Oh. And you've got to draw out some things uh, as an example. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and, uh, we will be. Huh? 
Lenny Troy Lou, Lucha's can I get another cocktail? Right. Like, I'd say, I feel like it's literally hearing from the captain is like the one of the more important things that happens during a flight besides successful takeoffs and landings. Yeah. It's like I it's to me that's like status report from the captain. It sounds official. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they're annoyed they have to do it. <laughs> sorry you have to do your job, Steve. Uh, sorry I gotta speak to you minions in the back. Uh but Karen will take a good care of you. <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> uh, keep your stupid ass in the seats. <laughs> Still no smoking. Uh, so I found this out yesterday, and I've done some research since I found it out. But apparently, there is an aluminum can shortage, and they're going to stop making certain beverages. Let me rephrase that. They're going to be unable to make certain beverages and put them in cans. No. So Coke has verified that they're only going to make certain brands of Coke. Or again, sorry, can certain cans of Coke. You'll be able to get the plastic bottles with no problem. Mm-hmm. But it isn't limited to just soda. And part of the problem is the pandemic. A lot of people stocking up some things, so it created kind of a demand that on a system that was already um, feeling pressure. Uh, because there's new products out there like seltzers that are being canned. Mm -hmm. And so the demand for some of this canned goods has created a pressure on the system Okay, and a shortage of aluminum. Things taste taste different in cans. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason, Dr. Pepper tastes so much different in a can than it does, you know, in a fountain, in a fountain drink or a plastic bottle. I've heard yeah. people say that. With the fountain, that's all on the 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 store to mix the carbonation and and the sugar mm-hmm. syrup or whatever. So that's why it tastes different in a fountain drink. Yeah, I never noticed the difference from can to plastic bottle though. Yeah, there's a different taste. I don't know, like with vegetables, oof, you can taste the can if you do canned vegetables. You can taste the can that they're in, as opposed to like frozen vegetables or whatever that aren't in a can. Or fresh vegetables or whatever. Well, good news, you don't have to worry about it because there's going to be a shortage. Even like certain vegetable makers are putting a different, like, hey, we're, we're only doing French and regular green beans. We're not doing the one with the peppers and onions in it. Right. Because there's a shortage on aluminum. Huh. And they can't produce hmm. certain foods. You'd think, though, with all the, like, push for recycling and, and this and that, and people turning in cans for money or whatnot, so, like, that wouldn't be an option. What do you think that the percentage is? Of how much that helps. Oh, so far as like taking it back and getting it recycled? Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's very small. Yeah. One percent. Quick, quick survey. Mm-hmm. Do you recycle? Yes. I have the blue um, can and I'll take my whatever it's cardboard or, you know, beer bottles or cans or whatever and throw those in there and then put it out on the curb once it's full. So I don't have like the five different trash cans lined up or separated this and that and the other, but mm-hmm. they provided me, the city has provided me with one, so I, I do utilize that. Sam? No. Me either. Mm. So I think the like percentage of people that actually do it yeah. or where it goes after the fact. That's a good point. And like Gimpy say that you did do, you put your cardboard and all that stuff in there. Mm. But you put one thing that wasn't was not supposed to be in there. Then all that recycling you did was for nothing because they're not sense. digging through each box to make sure that every single thing oh, is yeah. recyclable. Oh yeah, you have to make you sure. You think that's part of the gig, though? I mean, yeah, if no, you're they running do. the recycling they sort plant, it. yeah, it gets sorted. That's the whole. Oh, point it was my understanding that like um, 
a lot of your recycling, if you don't do it correctly, it just goes in the landfill with the rest of the garbage. Uh, so you're saying that when your little blue box or whatever it is, you mm-hmm. put your recyclables in there. If there's one thing in there that it's not supposed to, they heave the whole box? Um, okay, maybe one is dramatic, but mm-hmm. like two or three, yeah. Like if it, there's something that's they not supposed to be They just give up. They're there. like, Psst. Yeah. Okay. I can see we that. We don't if- have the manpower to <laughs> check every single thing that's in everybody's recycling box. If I see three things that are not recyclable... Um, I'm assuming you don't know how to do it, and this is all going into the landfill. Here's my understanding of how the process works. Mm. You do your... By the way, we have strayed far, but that's fine. (laughs) Is that you uh, put the stuff in the box, you set it by the curb or the trash can or whatever that is. Mm. It then gets dumped into a a bigger receptacle. Yeah. So there's no way to know if it came from your box or whoever's. That would then contaminate the whole truck, and then it's dumped somewhere, and they pay someone pennies to sort it. Yeah, that's why I always thought Plastic it was. Plastic here, cardboard here, mm-hmm. and then it gets deciphered from then on. Mm-hmm. There's like a filtering process. I'm not, I don't think, and I could be wrong, I've never been to the recycling center, but what I've seen on the Mr. Rogers <laughs> in Sesame Street <laughs> is that the box gets dumped. Mm-hmm. I don't think the box goes, like, goes through it. Yeah, because those guys that pick up the the can or whatever, they just have one truck. They have one truck, and it's just like your regular garbage truck. It picks it up, dumps it in there. They're not sitting out there on the curb going through each and every blue can. Well, aluminum goes in this side of the truck and cardboard and paper in this side. and just dump it in there and go from there. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think the recycling has any input. Yeah. Like, the amount of help it does, if it even goes back to making more aluminum cans. Yeah, it's not going to be enough to get us out of this uh, no. shortage. No. A coin shortage and an aluminum shortage. Hmm, could it be safe to say that we're having just a bit of a metal shortage? I mean, I feel like you're making a giant leap. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that I am. It starts somewhere, though. I mean, coin shortage, okay. Why? Correlation isn't causation. Okay. So just because there's a coin shortage mm-hmm. and an aluminum shortage mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there's the sky is falling. Oh, no, no, coin, no, not at all. Yeah. Each one has a logical explanation. Mm-hmm. Well, are they going to start putting just nothing but plastic bottle sodas and then uh, glass bottle beers? I mean, there's certain, like if you're someone who lakes or boats mm-hmm. or goes to a pool and you just drink what, I don't know, Modelo in a can. Mm-hmm. Good luck trying to find that. Wow. Wow. Because it's not their premier. If they have so many cans, Mm -hmm. they're only going to put what in it? Their premier brands. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Regardless of the product, beer, soda, Mm -hmm. vegetables. That sucks. So today I will be leaving and buying all the things that I like that come in a can. (laughs) (laughs) And stockpiling. Like a crazy person. You just open up your garage and you've got pallets and pallets of ah, I'm never, soda. I would never do a pallet. <laughs> I can tell you this. I'm never running out of toilet paper again. <laughs> you still got stuff towels. from the beginning of the year? Uh, I got more than that. Really? Yeah. I'm, I, I, you know what terrifies me the most? <laughs> the idea that I'm going to have to come up with an idea of what to wipe my backside with. <laughs> right. Right. Be like in Step Brothers or whatever he <laughs> uses the bath rug. Or I feel like at 45, that shouldn't be a bridge I ever have to cross. You're right. And so I'm alleviating that concern <laughs> short of an apocalyptic event. Makes right? Makes sense, yeah. I'm going to have plenty of... To- How many rolls do you think I have right now of toilet paper? Just by the way you say it. 
I'm going to say 400 rolls of toilet paper. Now, I'm not going and buying a car- shopping cart or a pallet of them, right? Yeah. But every time I go, I buy one. You pick some up. Now, yeah, okay, I was so going to say 24. Do you, have, do you usually get the four-pack or is it like a six-pack or is it, you know, what size package are you getting? Okay, and is it just the regular single rolls or is it the double rolls, the triple rolls? You, you know what I'm saying? Toilet paper math is... That makes a huge it, difference. It should be a degree because it's so... <laughs> effing complicated of like, well, these are max double rolls and they're worth two rolls, so you really get 72 rolls in this one roll. <laughs> yeah. like, what? Right, it's all just marketing to try and make you believe that, you know, you're... Yeah, but when you're seeing... It's overwhelming to stand in front of, you know, the toilet paper aisle and be like, okay, what can I get for the best deal or whatever and trying to figure out like what that is because they're not all on the same system they're like this is a triple pack roll <laughs> well i'm only a i like sam's club for that stuff for sure and i buy their brand because i think their their brand is is fine right i'm not i'm a a toilet paper, paper towel snob, mm-hmm. but I'm not like, I've got to have bounty. Oh, okay, because there are some people, I am one of those guys that like Angel Soft all day, every day. If I'm buying toilet paper, yeah. that's the brand that I'm getting. Right. It's it's affordable, okay, and, and it's not overly expensive. Now, my girlfriend, on the other hand, she's nothing but Quilted Northern, double roll, yeah. and I can't stand it. I'm like, this is not what my booty's used to. Right, okay? well. My brother, Charmin guy. Yeah, that's that's a lot of problems right How there. How do you even oh, live yeah. in the same house? I know you have three different, you know, toilet paper, toilet paper rolls. Well, roll we stands. just use we just use what we use, what we have there, right? But like, you can tell who went shopping that week or that day or whatever based on the toilet paper that's underneath the sink. Oh wow! So yeah. you all three don't. Oh, you haven't rode in the same direction, huh? You're no. just—it's all each man for himself, it, and you just got to deal with it. It huh? figures itself out in the end. Yeah. Well, you ain't going to complain when you need it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's better than a paper towel. True. (laughs) I buy the ultra premium soft and strong two-ply large roll, 45 in a bag. 45 in a bag. And Mm -hmm. you get one of those bags. 235 sheets. You get one of those bags every time you go shopping. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say if it's 45 rolls in a bag. By the way, I just looked it up. They're sold out. No kidding. So they're still having problems keeping them. That's why I buy one every time. Okay. So I when it's there, whether I need it or not, me buy it. You're it's only eighteen dollars. Well, that ain't bad. All right. Based on that math right there, I'm going to say you have at least five hundred rolls of toilet paper <laughs> sitting in your garage. <laughs> because if you started it in the beginning of the year, right, or at least February, well, not or the whatever. beginning of the year, right? Because yeah. the the there was none mm-hmm. from like late February, <laughs> right, until like May. Yeah. So at least picking back up in May, May, June, July. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm sticking with the 500 rolls of toilet paper. That's a lot of toilet paper. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say 98. Uh, I easily have 200 rolls of toilet paper. That's a lot of toilet paper. Yeah, and we're not even going to talk about paper towels. So, like, if neighbors come over, get out, of here. get out of here. Hi, can you get some toilet paper? L- listen, I've started, <laughs> I've started putting it in my attic because I don't want people seeing it. Right, breaking into your house. I don't know about breaking in, but <laughs> if the garage door is open, helping in the, helping themselves, right, 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 right. Quick, there's the paper. Get them. <laughs> yeah. And listen, I know this all makes me look crazy. A little bit. There is yeah. a thin line between prepared and crazy. It's a very thin line. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, like, it's the line between 200 rolls of toilet paper or 50. <laughs> no, I th- I think, in all honesty, you see someone getting prepared for whatever. Mm. 
there is a part where you go past it and you look crazy. Yeah. Right? And so if you are someone who is a prepper, right, and you build a go bag and do all that, mm. to have a go bag with um, a change of clothes and maybe a flint mm-hmm. and a first egg kit and maybe some sugar gels or something like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. I would argue that's not crazy. No, that's, that, that makes sense because you're going to have to survive mm-hmm. providing everything goes to crap. Well, the idea isn't being prepared. See, this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Preparing for the apocalypse could be interpreted as crazy. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Having a, you know, iodine tablets for radiation, like every possible scenario covered. <laughs> but having a go bag for a fire or a tornado or a flood or your car breaking down or whatever yeah. and being prepared for those moments isn't crazy. It's mm. just being prepared. Yeah. But if your go bag goes a little bit further than that, you could argue that that person's crazy. Yes. But what is crazy? They're just I, misunderstood. I don't, You've I don't read have, a little too much. I don't, uh, I, I have a go bag, but I don't have it like a crazy go bag. Is it in your car now or is it at home? It's currently out of my car because we went on a road trip, so I had to. I needed the space. Gotcha. <laughs> your trunk is taking up all the room. Do you have any preparedness stuff in your car, Sam? Nope. Nope. Uh, I think that there is a towel and a sweatshirt in the back of my trunk, and that's it. Gimpy, in your uh, car, is there any deliberately planned? Oh. Deliberately planned, then no, hell no. I've got bottles of water like in my trunk, not like a like a case or anything like that. It's like when I go play disc golf and I it have just these lands there. half <laughs> bottles of water that I didn't finish or whatever. And when I go play another round, I'll just take those out, throw them in my trunk or whatnot. And so I'm like, well, that'll come in handy in an apocalypse. You know, I've watched enough Walking Dead to know search the cars for water, okay. But outside of that, actually plan preparing? Oh, hell no. Gimpy, is the inside of your car clean or um, is it, it just, is the inside of your car clean? Do I, like, do I have a bunch of trash laying on the floor and stuff like that? Yeah, or stuff. Let me phrase the, let's rephrase mm-hmm. the question. If one of us went with you to wherever, mm-hmm. would you have to pick up stuff out of the, dri- <laughs> the passenger seat or the floorboard for us to get in? No, no. Maybe the passenger seat, but it's not a lot. It's like, that's just where my masks are, right? Because I take them off and put them in the seat next to me. And I think I've got like one bottle of body, an empty bottle of body armor sitting in the, in the seat that I like, Do you just deodorant on your way in? No, no. Body like armor, the drink. The drink. Got it. Not, not the, not, not ass. It's a horrible drink name. <laughs> yeah, that is. It sounds, is. It sounds like a body spray. Well, it's really good, though. It is really good. It's axe for your mouth. Is it chocolate? No, no. This <laughs> is uh, some kind of like tropical punch or is whatever. Is it douche? Yes. <laughs> this, this drink tastes like vinegar. Uh, so to answer your question on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> one being. Tough body armor. What <laughs> one, do you have in the morning? <laughs> one <Pussy>. being. Brad. <laughs> extreme. All right, uh, Kyle. You uh, get it. So, yeah, yeah. On a one to ten, one being. Uh, spotlessly clean inside my car and 10 being a pit where you have to stuff is falling out of the car mm-hmm. when you open the door 
I'm going to say that I'm at like a two because I do have some some trash in my car, water bottles that go. And then the kids, of course, they like to leave their garbage in the back because they don't know how to pick up after them damn selves. I mean, technically, you don't either. Well, that is true. However, my <laughs> trash can, what you just told right, us. Well, my trash can is like that little uh, little pocket inside your door or whatever, you know, that's like supposed to hold just whatever items that you put in there. Most people use as a trash can. That's where. But I'll clean that out once every couple of weeks. Because I need to make room for more trash. I bought the most <laughs> adorable car trash can that's like a little baby trash can that has like the little lid to it and everything. So you push the lid down to put your trash in there. And I was super excited about that. I thought it was so cute. Is little that a baby. status thing? It's like, hey, I have disposable income when you buy a, an actual car trash can and not just use like a grocery sack. Yeah, I'm flexing I, with my $5 <laughs> that I spent I, I on know, it. I'm not I'm not saying you're flexing. I'm saying that cuz I I've, I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. But that's not something I ever would have bought in my 20s or when I was struggling financially. No, no, you use an old grocery sack and you yeah. tie it off to the armrest or the, whatever. Yeah, or yeah. Over the uh, the uh, shifter. Console. Yeah, 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 and you're just like it'll go in there. Well, for me, I didn't care enough about my cars before to ever do that cuz I was one of the people that had trash everywhere. So there was no trash bag because the cars I had were never super duper nice and I didn't care enough about it. Mm. But this car I worked really hard for and I love it and I take care of it. Yeah. It's, it's a, re- I, we bought one and I was like, this is a really stupid purchase, but deliver. Yeah. <laughs> go Amazon go. Comes in handy every now and So again. do you have one too? You have a baby trash can for your car? I mean, it's a. Tr- I don't know what a baby trash can is because I feel like all car trash cans are tiny. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you mean by baby. But like, I'm, and like, it looks like a little trash can, I guess. Like, it looks like a small one. I mean, it's a trash. Can. It's a car trash. I don't. I don't know if I'm <laughs> would feel like I would match what you're describing. But it's a car trash can that has like a thing, so stuff doesn't spill. <sighs> It's not like one of the ones you have in the bathroom or in the kitchen. No, of course not, because that would be silly to have a plastic (laughs) trash receptacle in your car, unless you're my grandparents, because that's what they did. They took an actual trash can for a bathroom and put it in the car. This is when the middle console Uh was a separate entity. It wasn't like all connected, right? Yeah. And my grandfather took a bungee cord. Yeah. So it wouldn't fly around. Way to go, Gramps. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. One thing my uh, grandpa did not care about was looks. Right. How anything looked. He was like, it's functional. Who cares? No more kids in the back seat. Put a trash can back here. Right, right. right. (laughs) I'll never forget. He had like this beat up truck. Mm-hmm. Right? With um like patched seat covers. Oh yeah. It was a farm truck. And then when we went into for, into town for the auction, yeah. We went in the station wagon. Oh. That was the fancy car that had the trash can in it. <laughs> the luxury. Because you take as Sam pointed out, you take care of the nice things that's, in your life. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh all right, we well, are gonna play Pick the Flick and we'll see what Sam wants to talk about. We've got Stump Sam and we've got our top five songs. Top five songs about articles of clothing from listener A Man. Duh. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. News quickies are stories you may have missed in the news. We cover them here and put links on our Facebook page. 
It's time for News Quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Kimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News Quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Lake Titicaca's endangered scrotum frog could be on its last legs. Going on there. Yep. (laughs) So, a group of international scientists are joining forces in order to save this endangered species. And um, it is the so called scrotum frog. The scientific name is uh, Telembombulus celsilius, scrotum frog. And uh, it's the world's largest entirely aquatic frog, and their loose skin creates folds and flaps, which is why it's been nicknamed the scrotum frog. And um, they can grow up to eight inches long, and uh, so they're considered endangered due to over-harvesting for human consumption and evasive trout that feed on the tadpoles and the destruction of their natural habitat. So according to the Union for Conservation of Nature, the frog's population fell by 80% from 94 to 2004. So now a number of scientists and wildlife population people are going to get um, statistics and their genetics and see where they can help save this scrotum frog. Where do you land on this, Sam? (laughs) I think we should save the scrotum frogs. Gimpy? I think I'm okay. I mean, that frog isn't bothering me any, and I'm not bothering it any. I'm sure it saves the environment somehow, but I can I can deal without the scrotum frog in my life. I mean, ha- has the scrotum frog been in your life? Not until today. Yeah, I'm kind of on the that same page, mm-hmm. but I'm also on the, you know, if you get up, I'll get up. We'll all get up. It'll be, man, like, yeah. you got to care. But mm-hmm. but do you really? I mean, I only really? care because it's called the scrotum frog. Honestly, if they called it, if they called it the, you know, I don't even just any other the the green green eyed frog wouldn't care that much. But scrotum frog that lives on Lake Titicaca, we gotta save you. Where is that lake? Bolivia. I don't know, but <laughs> I. It's I, not in Bolivia. I don't know. I said I don't know. <laughs> oh. Uh, I feel like we should care, but I don't. I mean, I want, how about this? Here we go. I want someone else to care. <laughs> Peru. Peru on Bolivia. That's, You're close. That's where it's at, yeah, right there on the border. Yeah. Uh, I, I want someone else to care. As long as someone else is caring, I'm good. Yeah, but I mean, what if that person stops caring and then somebody else is going to have to? They're going to pass. It's not my problem torch. again. Uh, someone else is caring about it. I don't need to. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's the way to look at it, right? Like, oh, good. Someone's caring about that. At least somebody cares about the scrotum frog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because obviously we don't. And by the way, like, if that is like, you're like, yes, I'm one of the scientists picked to go save the scrotum frog yeah. <laughs> community. And you're talking to your friends, you know, you're having a goodbye party and you're like, bye, good luck saving the scrotum frogs. Like you get to tell everybody that that's what a chapter of your life was saving the scrotum frogs. That's that's at an interesting. Like, that's like, definitely that's a awesome. take. That's definitely a take. I, there's also the take of someone who obsesses about it. Right. And whatever that think about the thing in your life that you won't stop complaining about. Mm hmm. Like, and then replace that subject matter with the scrotum frog. And there's somebody like that that is fighting misinformation about scrotum frogs. And there's somebody at their office that doesn't care about scrotum frogs as much as they care about it or it's perceived that way. 
And then you just have a big old problem that'll never get solved. Literally ending every sentence with, well, but what about the scrotum frog? (laughs) What about it? Cops zero in on, quote, umbrella man. So this is a guy that they say is responsible for inciting all the riots and looting in Minneapolis. The Minneapolis Police Department were working with the ATF trying to figure out who umbrella man is. So the video is on our Facebook page that you can go and watch. And apparently at the beginning of the riots over George Floyd's death, there's a dude dressed in black wearing a mask, a gas mask, carrying a black umbrella. He went up to this auto zone. He spray painted the words free S for everyone zone on the windows or on the walls and doors and whatnots. And then he takes a small hammer and he smashes all the windows in this auto zone. Okay, which allowed all the protesters to go ahead and just start looting, which subsequently they set that auto zone on fire. And that started a string of lootings and fires set across the city. Um, how about the death of um, George Floyd is what started all of this and not one umbrella man? The protest started that. Mm-hmm. What this is referring to is the looting and the burning of buildings and all that, which is a different. There was a point when those protests were happening Mm -hmm. where two things were happening separately, but Mm -hmm. people were combining them as one thing. Right. So the police were investigating this part. Like saying that had you had not wrote on the side of the building like, hey, free S and broken out, you know, those windows at that, you know, car shop, then no one would have looted. Yes, because they say here in their report that the protests were relatively peaceful at the time until Umbrella Man comes along, smashes windows, and incites a riot and starts letting everybody loot and burn things to the ground. So they had a tough time trying to figure out, well, who is this Umbrella Man? Well, finally, somebody who was linked to Umbrella Man pointed the finger. Hey, your Umbrella Man is actually Mitchell Wesley Carson, a guy in his early 30s. Um, They said that that it came from like a friend of a friend is what the report says, because the friend was afraid to say anything because he's afraid of Mr. Carlson here. Mr. Carlson is a member of the Hells Angels. He's also a member of the, excuse me, Aryan Cowboys, which is a white supremacist prison gang that's based there in Minneapolis and in Kentucky. Okay, Minnesota and Kentucky. What? So they took like KKK and then added cowboy hats? Well, the Aryan Brotherhood is much different than the KKK. They, uh, they kind of row in the general zip code, but they're different. Yeah. I did not know that. I thought they were the oh, same yeah. thing. Yeah. So he's a member of this prison gang. They say he's a member of the Hells Angels, and they haven't caught him yet. But they do. They figure this is the guy. They looked at a couple of mug shots, a couple of different pictures they had. They kind of line them up, and they're like, all right, I see the similarities here. We've got this witness here or this person that's saying, hey, yeah, this is the guy you're looking for. So now they're currently searching for Mr. Wesley, Mitchell Wesley Carlson. He just likes trouble. For starting all this crap in Minnesota. Why would he, like, that feels like he's, it's baiting. That's kind of what I was thinking, like, is this a setup? Is this a setup? Is this guy somebody's patsy? Well, we need to get somebody. We need to have somebody on the hook for starting all this. Well, we got this guy here who is, he's a white supremacist. He's in a, uh, a major MC. He's known for causing trouble because they said before that his, uh, 
His rap sheet included all kinds of different stuff from uh, disorderly conduct, domestic assault, making terroristic threats, and fleeing police. Now, that's already what's on his rap sheet. So it's like, okay, is this guy somebody's scapegoat, or did he actually do it? Right, or was he assigned from, to go create some chaos? Makes sense, from one of the organizations that he's with, or whomever. Maybe it's the government, shadow yeah. government, who knows? Yeah, that's a fascinating story. Hmm. Man accused of throwing kittens out of a moving car. A Utah man faces animal cruelty charges after police say he was seen throwing two kittens out of the window of a moving car. According to arrest records, 59-year-old Robert uh, Corillis was in the passenger side of a car last week when a witness watched him throw both animals out while driving. The witness jotted down the suspect's license plate number and gave the info to the police. The police say they found a dead kitten in the road where uh, the man had allegedly thrown it and leftover cat hair in his car. Cats. You're psycho. Too mean, too pet, too soft not to. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> All these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's Morning Show. The Big Man Morning Show. The assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Top five coming up. Top five songs about articles of clothing, uh, clothing from listener Amanda. But right now, Sam's got balls to the wall sports. NCAA will allow major college football programs to begin playing as soon as August 29th this season, despite the coronavirus pandemic affecting other sports, notably Major League Baseball. Most teams were originally scheduled to begin the season on late to begin the season on Labor Day weekend, but the NCAA's decision will allow any game to be moved up to quote week zero if the schools agree to change the date. Yeah, I'm glad they're trying. I would rather them, like, hey, let's see what's going to happen than cancel. Right, they're making a valiant attempt to keep things going because they're going to lose a buttload of money if they cancel. Some schools could lose up to $150 million. Damn. Like per school? Yes. Damn, damn. So there goes... Because that's how much TV money they get. There goes a lot of your programs bands, art, stuff like that. Yeah, and then they're like, hey, kids, we need, we need more tuition money now. Oh, hell yeah. No, they could never that. recoup that much money through tuition. Not even close. Well, no, but they can get some, and something's better than nothing. Right, but no one's going to go if it's super expensive. So sure, you're not, is. you're not, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, to, to recoup $150 million, it would be insanely expensive, right? And so they're not, they would never recoup enough money. Mm-hmm. So it would be, Pointless to even attempt that. When that type of money's thrown around, you get into a dangerous game of we got to. So, uh, what you think maybe um, if it comes to that government bailout, maybe to to help them out? I mean, seems to be the thing. Listen, that's not a bottomless pit. Oh, I know this. I mean, we can print money in this country because we do as a government, but I don't think you can bail out everybody. No. At some point, you got to bail ev- the people out. Yeah. And. As much as Us. you think the six hundred dollars extra that's being thrown in there is ridiculous, which it probably is, mm-hmm. 
there's still a lot of people that are struggling. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to lower that from six to two. Let's try trickling up instead of down. I like that better. Can you trickle up? What do we, What do you mean trickle up? Like, you know, the trickle down theory is that, like, if you put money towards bigger programs, company at the top, then it trickles down to the people at the bottom. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Yeah. So. It was a Reagan thing. Trickle down economics. Yeah. So let's just flip it. And, you know, you're right, Gimpy, you can't trickle up. So <laughs> let's. I don't want to say shoot up because that sounds bad. <laughs> We're um, all doing heroin now. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. aware of the company one. I was in, I was aware of giving people money and then they spend it and then it trickles down through businesses and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I was never aware of the giving it to corporations that would trickle down to employees because that's obviously not true. Yeah, it's again it, like I I don't really want to go into. Because I don't know enough about it to, okay. to school you on <laughs> it. I just, yeah, I just remember that that's part of the theory of trickling down is that if you give the people at the top a bunch of money, then it gets down to the lower people. Yeah, so that sounds let's like flip that, it around. That sounds like a trick for the people at the top to get more money. Yes. It doesn't sound like it trickles down. Yes. So that's why give us. By the way, the money. when Sam says yes like that, it's that's her uh, duh a duh. Right? Uh, no, it means uh, like I super mean it. Like, like. You've used it when you've been embarrassed too. Yes. <laughs> See. There's a different. There's yeah. a different inflection. inflection yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's balls to the wall sports. It's one of my favorite things Sam. you do, by the way. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's so wonderful. Uh, that's yes. balls to the wall sports. I'm Stephen Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Yeah. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. And then what you want to say to 82945. It's Wednesday at 7, so let's see what Sam wants to talk about. Now it is time for Seam and Sam. Now it is time for Seam and Sam. Now it is time for Seam and Sam segment. That's about accurate. <laughs> Is um, it? Yeah. Like you would know, sir. Um, I was talking about the Asian porn. That's where that came from. Oh, okay. Not Sam's. Oh, right, Not right. Sam's sounds. Right. Sam's is more. Oh, oh, How would oh. you know? You can hear across town. So, anyways, um, we were talking the other day about how my dad had saved a bunch of schoolwork from, like, when I was, like, second or third grade, and that I had wrote a book um, called Harry Scary, and I named him that because my dad's middle name was Harry, and so it was, like, my nod to him. I made this, you know, cute little book that he saved, and so you guys are like, God, I'd love to see that if you could find it. And I did find it, but I found something else that I thought was better oh. than this book that I'd authored because that book that I authored, you know, when you go back in your noodle, I thought that I had written pages that this was going to be like a 12 to 13 page book. You thought it was a book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought I, I thought in my head it was at least a highlights magazine thick book and it was not even close. I think it's like four pages. Sure. And so it was a little bit of a disappointment 
And um, but I found something that I thought you guys would enjoy better. Oh. And so, are you saying we get this and the book? Today you get this, maybe the book. Wow. Later. I love oh, that. How lucky. Yeah. So um, the project that the teacher, I guess, had assigned to us is um, a book about yourself. And she had everybody in class write something about you as a person. Sure. And so then I had to sit down and write about, you know, whatever. Kyle Antle is an is a good person and he helped me on the playground or whatever it is. And then so you have this collective from all the kids in your class of what they thought about you and then you drew a self portrait of yourself for the front page. What grade were you in when this project occurred? I wanna say I was in the third grade okay. when this project occurred. And Yeah. That is Is that Charlie Brown? <laughs> No. Oh, no. <laughs> that is what I thought that I looked like, I guess. It's very good. <laughs> Charlie Brown's less famous sister. You're how old in this? My God. Uh, I, I think either second or third grade. Second or third grade? So you yeah. would have been uh, eight? Mm-hmm. Seven, eight, something like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I even have like little, my ears are pierced, so I drew little peace sign earrings because I guess that was like important and a flowered shirt. And I was very generous with my lips. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> your face is massive, and your eyes are all the way up at your for- past your forehead. And I have bangs in between them. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. So I found this, and I started reading through them, and I have noticed a pattern. So I'm just gonna. Oh, okay. I'm gonna read a couple for you guys. A pattern I, in the book, or a pattern in your life? A pattern in the book mm. of what people have said about me. Okay. And so I'm I'm just going to read you a handful of these and um, stop me at any point and be like, oh, that rings true or see if you can find like what the pattern okay. is. Dear Sam, I think you are a good friend because you help others. You also share. And finally, you always try your best. Your friend, Tyson. Well, that's nice. I think all those things are true. Yeah. Dear Sam, I think you're a really good friend because you try to do your best. Also, you share your things with others. Finally, you're always happy. Your friend, Johnny D. Johnny D. Johnny D. Dear Sam, I think you are a good friend because you think about others. You also try your best on everything you do. Notice it's not saying you do a good job. You try, though. You try your best. Give it a good effort. Dear Sam, I think you're a good friend because you are nice to me. You are also a peace builder because you notice hurts and and right wrongs. Finally, you are nice to me and other people, and also you are so nice to me. Your friend, David Capasilla. <laughs> David was trying to get some second grade so, ass. Man, I think uh, so. You're nice to me and you're nice to me. By the way, <laughs> thanks for being nice to me. <laughs> He's a redhead, no chance. <laughs> Dear Sam, I think you're a good friend because you try and try. (laughs) 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 And you're always a good peace builder and give up put downs. You also do good cursive and share with your friends. (laughs) What a compliment. You do good cursive. (laughs) What's a peace builder at second grade? Oh, my God. Well, it was a thing in our elementary school. I am a peace builder. I pledge to praise people, to give up put downs, to notice 
um, oh God, this I said this every day for. What, it has been two decades. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I felt I felt like I had it. I'm a peace builder. Um, or three decades. Yeah, yeah, it's closer to three. I'm a peace builder. So pretty much, it's like you you notice wrongs and make things right and you you give up put downs which means you don't hurt any other people and god damn i can't remember the rest i think it's okay yeah but we'll I, just change it to used to be yeah uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, now, you don't, you don't yeah, give up you're right. yeah I, I don't give up put downs no right. you no. hand them out i hand out put downs you're right yeah. yeah, I actually get paid to do that now. It's so. weird. I'm the anti peace builder. It's weird that they had something called a peace builder mm-hmm. rather than be a good person. Well, well, you have to give it a childish name for the kids peace to understand. Not, peace builder is not a childish name. <laughs> right. Roly poly peace builder, maybe. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yes, but it's like the elementary school way of like being a good person. Okay. Yeah, just say be a good person. That's okay. I'm a peace builder. I pledge to praise people, to give up put downs, to seek wise people, to notice and speak up about hurts I have caused, to to right wrongs, to help others. I will build peace at home, at school, and in my community each day. That's a lot for a second grader. We right? had it was like the pledge of allegiance. We had to do the the peace Don't ever was, disrespect the Pledge of Allegiance No, again. I meant that we had to say it every day. You had to do the Pledge of Allegiance and then do that. So, yeah. Um, what, quickly, just so I can, you had to say that every day in second grade or like all of elementary? All of elementary. And wow. it, how old or what grade were you in in the incident where you posted pictures all over the school to make fun of a girl? Uh, sixth, sixth grade, yeah. Okay. It's like the tail end of, of elementary there. No, uh-uh. Elementary school and then fifth grade. So I left my peace builder days behind me. <laughs> I'm in the sixth grade. I could be a bitch now. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> honestly, if they would have just kept making me do this pledge, maybe I wouldn't have been such a bitch to Christina. Or you would think after five years of saying it every day, uh-huh. something would have stuck. <laughs> Otherwise, it's been a giant waste of time. I mean, I was I clearly... The the overall consensus of this, I feel like, is I try hard and I'm a nice friend. Um, and is I, try hard a compliment? No, that's actually an insult from where I come from. Okay, a lot of in the gaming industry. <laughs> oh man, don't be such a try hard dude. Come on, you're trying too Excellent hard to point. be a badass. Get out of here, you try hard. Dear Sam, I think you are a good trier because <laughs> you try to do your best at math. <laughs> and you're always happy. You also have a funny party. I don't know what that is. Fun Maybe. party, did you? Yeah, I guess. Mm. Sort of partying in third grade. <laughs> Woo! Um, oh, you guys like this one. Dear Sam, I think you're a good friend because you always share... And finally, you do smart things to help others. So I wasn't being called smart. I just do smart things to help others. Okay. So, so far I've learned that I'm a good friend and I try really hard and I try and try my best really hard and that I have good handwriting, which I feel like is very true. I still do have good handwriting. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. 
She almost said yish. I did. <laughs> uh, okay. I do have good handwriting. Okay. As a matter of fact, because I don't know why this compliment meant so much to me, but when um, me and Jeff had gone to a wedding, when we had just been dating for a year, and it was our neighbors that got married, we gave them a wedding card with money inside of it, because that's, you know, the right thing to do, and the girl, Candace, texted me and was like, you have the prettiest handwriting I've ever seen. It should be a type, what are those things called? A font. It should be a font. So someone told me my handwriting should be a font, and I'm holding on to that because it is a compliment yeah. that I truly treasure. Treasure. Okay. Dear Sam, I think you're a good friend because you cooperate. You are also a very good peace coach. You help out. Now you're a coach? Yes. I mean, that's just going to pay off later on in life, you know? Right, like in sixth grade. <laughs> right. Or now. Or now with their MLM. Yeah, you know? <laughs> since I am still technically a coach that doesn't participate. At all. Yeah, right. at all. Except <laughs> handing money over. What's changed my, from the second grade to now? My friend Alexa here, she just knew better. <laughs> she could see the future. But um, you took turns being a peace builder coach, and, like, if you were really – I don't know, good at it. You got to wear this special hat and you Oh, were, God. You mean a dunce cap? No, it was a peace builder hat. And What did it look like? It was white and it said- Was I, it a beanie with like a pinwheel on the top? No, it was like a baseball cap. <laughs> was okay. it a fez? Did no. the, did, did the Was it a cone from outside? No. What, was it- uh, so it was a ball cap and it said peace builder on it? Yeah, it said oh, I'm a peace dorks. builder. But- and then you would go around the playground, and if you saw, you know, someone being put down uh, or whatever, you would hand out peace builder tickets for not being a peace builder. That's and the worst. Yeah, you're a snitch. snitch. Well, you know what happened to snitches? It, maybe I was a snitch, but so you would get, if I saw somebody that was, you know, hurting somebody else or not being a peace builder, I would write their name and sign it and check the box of what they didn't do as a peace builder. Write a ticket. Yeah. Oh my God. Write a peace builder ticket. This is the worst. And then uh, when you got back from recess and you lined up to go back into your classroom, if you got a peace builder ticket, you had to give it to to the teacher. And so if you got like three in a week, you got a recess taken away or something like that. Or I could just crumple it up and throw it on the ground. That's what I'm about to say. Like, did they, did the kids actually go back and be like, Mrs. Smith, I've gotten three peace builder tickets today. Yeah, because I had the, our peace builder booklet. If I had anything missing, (laughs) like, yeah, pretty much. So hold on. I want to make clear what's happening here because i don't think it has hit sam what's happening you're doing the job mm-hmm. of the teacher Ooh, child it's labor their job to make sure kids behave and don't do all those things mm-hmm. especially at recess yeah but you give that responsibility to one of your peers and then it's different because I don't know why, but it's different. <laughs> they don't have to do it. Right. No, they I'm got doing out of it for free. They got out of doing their job. Like they yeah. were I don't want to police kids. Here we need we'll call them peace builders uh-huh. to make it packaged with a nice bow. Right. Mm-hmm. And to sound like we're building them for the future. And here's a lice filled hat. Because I do right. I did get lice because of that peace sure. builder hat. Lice runs rampant in schools. Yeah. And I took that job super serious, though. Yeah, because like, kids do. Kids like responsibility. Yeah, so I felt like for the amount of time, and probably I did it for maybe a month, but in my mind, I did it for two years at least. So, <laughs> and I felt like I was really good at that job. And, like, I remember having a crush on 
Austin Ehaws and like not give favoring him and not giving him peace builder tickets when he did something wrong because I had a crush on him and I didn't want to get him in right. trouble. Or any of your friends. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I was kind of a bitch. I did give peace no, builder tickets you know, to no, my friends. No, you're a peace builder. You're really friendly from all what you've read. So You're right, but maybe... Maybe this was because this has been oh so long. Oh my ago, I don't god! Remember. I just got it. Maybe they wrote this because they kissed your ass in that, <laughs> so you wouldn't write them a peace builder uh, ticket. Damn. So they wouldn't lose recess. <laughs> um. Also, I <laughs> just going right by yep. that, huh? Yep. <laughs> don't want to have your childhood shattered. Yep. Dear Sam, I think you're a good friend because you are a you're really. You really, truly do your best in cursive. You always cooperate in almost everything. You make me happy when I fell bad, when I feel bad. P.S. Don't give me a ticket. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yes. So all, pretty much almost all of them, I've gotten two that said that I was good at cursive. Almost all of them said that I try really, really hard, and I just keep trying and trying. This person said, because I say nice words, and, um, oh, and finally found a lot of friends to play with. Well, that's a backhanded compliment. Jesus. Finally, you loser. Not me. Nice to see you finally yeah. found some friends. <laughs> God damn, that was actually kind of hurtful. I was wondering if there was anything kind of disparaging in there, because you're supposed to write your honest opinion about these people, right? No, no. Or just supposed no. to write nice no, things. No, these are two-year-olds. So I guarantee the teacher gave this task and said, write things like, you're a good friend mm. or you're good with cursive. Okay. And most kids just wrote the same that. thing in yeah. every book. <laughs> Makes sense then. And I think it was... This, was this, written- is, this is not about honesty. This isn't a lesson in honesty. No. This is a writing lesson. They're in second grade. <laughs> um, and I think they're like they're trying to teach you how to like address at the top and like do a letter, like like how to write yeah, a letter. It's a writing exercise. Yeah, yeah, it's a writing exercise that you know you get to keep. I don't know why my dad felt I needed this. Maybe just for this moment. Maybe sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I could just read this and be like, I am a peace builder. F what those guys say on the show. They don't know. I have good yeah. cursive handwriting yeah. and I give up put downs and they don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Um, I will put. I, th- your dad was a smart man. I doubt he was going, this thing she got written to her in second grade will help her when she's 30 plus. <laughs> and struggling. I and, doubt this. Someday when I'm not here, this will be the thing she can reference to help build herself up. <laughs> this will be a good confidence booster for yeah, her. God. <laughs> it's not the picture isn't a confidence builder, is it? No. Hideous. Yeah. May yeah. I see it? Yes, absolutely. Is this your handwriting? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good for a second grader. Yeah. Again, really good at cursive. Ugh. I mean, you were in second grade, yes? <laughs> 1996. Mm-hmm. Oh, good God. 1996. I was, I was in my senior year in college. I was a uh, sophomore in high school. Just started smoking weed for the very first time. That's weird. <laughs> you were not being a peace builder then, oh, I, I, I disagree. I it's kind of got a nickname. <laughs> for real. <laughs> the peace pipe. Yeah. <laughs> well... Maybe we should do that for each other. Just, you know, ride each Pass other. Pass the pipe around. You don't want, I'm not going to be a part of Gimpy passing a pipe around. Uh, so I will post a picture of the um, picture that I drew of myself on there. 
I think you are a peacemaker. I'm sorry. I think you are a peace builder. That's what it says. <laughs> you are also nice. Finally, you're not mean. <laughs> <laughs> Little kids are hilarious, man. I think you are a good friend because you are funny and help others. Kids' handwriting is so fantastic. Mm. And like on each page, someone people drew pictures. So like randomly, me, you. yeah, me, you, <laughs> box heads. Yeah. Or there's one with a fish on there. It's just adorable. That's all. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and now I will keep it because my dad did. So, so you'll keep this? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think my kid's going to want to, if I ever have one one day, I don't think they're going to want to see this or no. care that I'm a peace builder. Um, but since my dad kept it, I feel like, you know, I'm going to hoard the hoard. He hoarded it for me, so now I'm going to hoard it. Because he wanted me to have it. This second grade project has been passed down <laughs> from my dad <laughs> to me, and I'm passing it on to you to pass it on to your children. Mm-hmm. I had a box of stuff mm-hmm. from my education process, and I remember my wife going, "Why are we keeping this?" I was like, "Well, to show to show to our kids someday." She said, "No kid of ours or anyone else's kid will want to see your third grade Harry Truman." Report. <laughs> but I tried so hard. Yeah. yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> and they will try hard too. But they won't be inspired or want to try hard mm-hmm. because you wrote about Harry Truman in third grade. Well, you know what? In the very least today, I hope I inspired everyone listening to be a good peace builder. And I will put a photo. (laughs) (laughs) I will put a photo of this on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash bmms69. Now it is time for Siemens Sam. Now it is time for Siemens Sam. Now it is time for Siemens Sam segment. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And right now we're going to play a little game. We'll pick the flick action. Little uh, who's got the best record right now, Gimpy? Well, that'd be me because I got 10. You and Sammy are tied with eight. Last week's winner was? Uh, that'd be me. So Corbin and Sam at 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Call up. Decide who you want to read clues, and then we'll see what happens. See if you win. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? This is the Peacekeeper, JHPC. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing real good. I'm about to win this bad boy. Yeah, well, you just played, so you can't play again. I'm sorry. But, hey, that was a giveaway, man. What? No, uh, I mean, that, that is a an excellent. Listen to this guy. Excellent point, sir. Who do you want to read clues, Corbin or Sam? I would like Corbin. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Uh, this is a movie by Stephen King. And in the movie, 
animals that were domesticated are buried here. Correct. Uh, This is a double pointer. And this is an organization for women uh, when they start their journey of being married. Uh, bride, uh, being married, uh, bride, uh, Jesus, come on. If you're, if you're not in, you win, but it's not second place. It's called what place? Third place. Before second place. First place. There you go. First. And then the name of the, when you, what you call a woman who is married, it's a husband and first bride, husband and. The groom. Husband and... The wife. Change the F to a different letter. T-U... T-U... The letter Daniel from the dumb class. What's the, te- what's the letter after U? T-U... F. It is not F, sir. I'm so sorry. Uh, one is what we got, man. Hang on the line, okay? Hey, listen. Okay, man, listen. One might be good enough, JHPC. Yeah. Don't ever give up hope. I never do. I, I'm aware. Hang on. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Shane. Shane? Yes. Shane, you and Sam, you've got a hill to climb. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Here we go. Okay, this is a horror film, and I think it's about a little kid, but you say this when something bad's about to happen, and you're like, oh, that's a bad blank. Bad Deal, bad dream, bad. No, like you see something scary and you're and and you're like something bad's about to happen in my life. That's a bad. Oh, give me another clue. Pass. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. Think about uh, this is older '80s movies, and think about the skates that were in line. They were called roller blade. Blade. Then, uh, blade's the first word. The second word is when you go super fast. You are a when your legs go fast. You're moving. You don't walk. Speed. You no. You don't walk. Run. You, run. Okay. Put the run. two. Put, Blade. Blade Runner. Blade there you Runner. Go. Uh, this is a, the sexual movie um, about the girl who gets dominated, and it's when you put white and black together. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is not. This is a James Bond movie, not Silver. Time, but... time, time. Woo! Just barely. barely. Don't barely. celebrate too much. I will because I won. And uh, hang on the hang on the line, man. Okay, Gimby's got to get some info from you. I appreciate okay. it. It didn't happen, JHPC. You know. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, he gets a lot of crap. JHPC does. Yeah, probably rightfully earned. Yeah. But here we had Shane, <laughs> who struggled nearly as much. Um, okay, so this one, I would say. Um, this had Diane Keaton, and um, this their husbands cheated on them, and in order to get even, they created this organization because they were the ones that got married before the second bride. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to name actresses in it, but I didn't think he had seen it. Diane Keaton, Goldie Hawn, 
This is uh, divorcees who try to ruin their now ex-husbands' lives by spending their money and using it, the guys, as an organization of brotherhood or sisterhood in this case. First wife's club. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sam ended on... Is this the one you ended on? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's part of the James Bond franchise. This is the one with a precious medal for a digit. Yes. Or digits. Austin Powers did a spinoff. Right. That was that character, but it was just member. The record now? Well, that keeps me at 10. Moves Sammy to 9. Keeps you at 8. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Sure you are aware, the Emmys came out, and I just want to point out two things before we do 4x4. Uh, Netflix got like over 100 Emmy nominations. Disney Plus got a couple like a handful of them for Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the shows like Best Drama, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Succession. Nice. Comedy series, Curb Your Enthusiasm, yes. Dead to Me, Insecure, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, Chitt's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, of those, I've seen Curb, Marvelous Miss Maisel, and Chitt's Creek. Yeah, Curb. I hope Curb wins. Uh, outstanding limited series, Little Fires Everywhere, uh, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, Un- Unbelie- and Watchmen. Unbelievable is the one about the girl that got raped, and she tries to tell people, and... It, I, mean, it, I don't... It, it was really good. Who's who is it? Who's uh, it? They're no name actors. You wouldn't know any big actors in them, but it it was. A, was it on? What was it on? On Netflix, and it's based off a true story. It's, yeah. it's super good. I've never heard unorthodox. I've never heard of Mrs. America. None of those. Watchmen's the only one I've heard, which is obviously uh, fantastic. But the, and it's all visual, by the way. It's all uh, like you know virtual. Oh, okay. Oh, the awards. Yeah, there won't be a... Right. It'll be all done that way, so it'll be weird. But the last thing I wanted to bring up, Outstanding Competition Program, which is my favorite because there's so many competition programs, Mm -hmm. The Masked Singer. Ugh. I hate that show. (sighs) Go ahead, admit it. You don't like it. No, it's not. I just don't think it's horrible. It's not the worst competition show. Uh, Ugh. Two out of three seems gross. Yeah, but you two's taste in shows isn't exactly... Huge. That shows this so dumb. Why is it dumb? As someone who likes to sing, huh? It's stupid. What's costume. stupid about it? I just the premise is stupid. Like, oh, what's the premise? Guess whose voice this is? Yeah, because you're usually surprised at who it is. You have no idea that that person sings like that. Yeah, it's just I think it's a dumb show. Nailed it, which is a fantastic show about people who can't bake. Mm-hmm. And the first year season of it sucked. But it it's gotten brutal. Yeah, it was really bad, but it's gotten tons better. 
RuPaul's Drag Race, yes. which I've seen like a couple episodes. It's not bad. It's good. I love it. Top Chef, which I think is fantastic. And then The Voice. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah. a competition show. It, it is a competition show. Yes. Uh, let's see what Gibby's got. Uh, federal agents are leaving Seattle after complaints that they were escalating tensions. The mayor, Jenny Durkin, says that the Department of Homeland Security didn't have local consent to deploy Border Patrol tactical units and said that they could invi- incite violence. Trump has been deploying federal agents to cities to deal with ongoing protests and violent crimes. Mark Zuckerberg's going to defend tech monopolies on Capitol Hill today. And he's going to go testify uh, testify before the House Judiciary Subcommittee to explain why apps, Instagram, and WhatsApp are better under the ownership of the social media giant. He's Not just, just him. Yeah, there's a lot of Bezos, mm-hmm. uh, Apple, like everybody is Tim, going. Yeah. It, no, this has never happened. Yeah. They say this is the tech's big tobacco moment. Really? And if you can remember history, when big tobacco did this, uh-huh. it wasn't long after that they got destroyed. Uh-oh. So they're they're arguing that hey it's fine we should be the monopoly. Yeah, think of That's iPhones weird. as an example, mm-hmm. right? The only place you can get an app for your phone mm-hmm. is Apple. Yeah, because they did the the stuff off the Google Play Store isn't going to work on nope. your iPhone, and vice versa. Yeah, that's a monopoly. They mm-hmm. came after Microsoft when they preloaded Internet Explorer. Mm-hmm. They got in trouble for that. Yeah, so that's why they had to come up with their own internet yeah. interface. And changing the chargers, so you had to buy an Apple charger in order to... Yeah, that makes sense. Well, uh, accessories, I don't think is... You can use other accessories. Yeah, third-party accessories. Yeah. It's the apps and, and all the programming that goes inside of it. Mm-hmm. Unless you look jailbreaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Trump administrations to reject new DACA applications. Uh, the Trump administration is no longer taking new applications for the Deferred Action for Children Childhood Arrivals Program. It looks like uh, it's a way to dismantle it altogether. The senior administration officials say the White House still views DACA as illegal, and the DACA. Supreme Court ruling left the room for the administration to pursue other ways of ending the program. And then finally here, attorneys of the woman accused of shooting her kids asked for the case to be dismissed after the Supreme Court ruling. So this happened down in Beggs. This woman's accused of murdering her two children. They've asked the judge to dismiss the case. They said that the state of Oklahoma does not have jurisdiction in the case because her children are members of a tribe and the crime happened on Muskogee Creek Reservation. Yeah. Oh, does that? That makes it a federal crime. Mm Mm-hmm. So now oh. instead of a, a local or state court, they're going to have to take it to the feds. Yeah. Good. I hope you get in more trouble. I mean, it's a felony charge. It's yeah. a dramatically different yeah. crime at that point for sure. That's hap- there was another one that just happened north Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we got we to gotta wait. Like, we got to involve the FBI now. Like, the, the frustration local law enforcement looked like they have with dealing with this is they're going to have to figure that out to yeah. make it better. Uh, Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes is joining the Royals ownership group. Royal CEO John Sherman notes Mahomes grew up in baseball clubhouses with his father, Pat, pitching 11 years in the majors. Mahomes says the opportunity allows him to deepen his roots in the Kansas City community. How about that? $500 million. His dad played baseball for 11 years on the major league level. Yeah. And now he gets to buy a team. How That's awesome so that? cute. That's so cool, right? Yeah. Like most people make a bunch of money and they buy a house for their parents. That's right. so cute. <laughs> Here, Dad, here's a baseball team. Yeah. Love Happy ya. birthday. <laughs> That's False Wall Sports. I'm Stephen Tam on 97.5 KMOG.
Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Less than an hour, we'll be doing the top five songs. Top five songs about articles of clothing from listener Amanda. Right now, though, it's time to stump Sam. Her current record is... Well, she has five wins to her 19 losses. Ooh. Sam's going to step out of the room so she can't hear the clues as we decide whether we think she's going to get these or not. My first one is a character. Okay. And you're going to have to be a diehard fan of this show to know the character I'm talking about. Oh. I'm not giving the straight-up obvious clues... For example, if I was going to do Gomer Pyle yeah. as a character, the obvious clue would be like, oh, right, right, right. right, right. Well, so I'm not doing the obvious clue okay. for this, but I am giving solid clues if you're a fan of the show. Okay. And I believe she is a fan of the show. With that being said, and the track record she's laid this year, <laughs> I'm going with she will not get it. Big fat no. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Mine's a person. Okay. Uh, my first clue here, you're going to be like, okay, I think I have an idea of who this is. The second clue, if you've seen this movie, you're going to know, okay, I know who this person is, or at least I know it, but I don't know it. And the second one's a fun little fact that should solidify, or excuse me, the third one is a fun fact that should solidify everything, and it's just fun to say. I'm going to put her down as no. She's going to be like, I know it, but I don't know it sort of thing, and she ain't going to get it at all. Uh, my last one, a real person, no way in hell. No, huh? No way in hell. Not a chance. How about? Zilch, zero. I would be surprised if a lot of people get it. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. If it's just her or if it's going to be obvious to everybody else. It's a tough one. Really? It's Very a tough one. Very interesting. Yeah. So we'll see how she does. She's going to come in. We'll give her the clues for a real person, character, or event. She'll tell us which one she has the most confidence in, which one she has the least confidence in. And then we'll see if she can guess them based, going in the order based off which one she has the most confidence in. Sam, are you ready? Yes. My first one is a character. The clues are agent is Estelle Leonard. Second clue is sisters are Mary Therese, Mary Angela, Di D Dina, Gina, Tina, Veronica, and Cookie. And the last clue is scared by a turkey head. <laughs> Clues are agent is Estelle Leonard. Sisters are Mary Therese, Mary Angela, Angela, Dina, Gina, Tina, Veronica, and Cookie. And scared by a turkey head. Gimby. All right, Sammy, mine's a person, okay? Mm -hmm. And my clues go as such. One of the narrators for the UFC. My second clue, Marcellus Wallace. My third clue, we have the meats. So we have uh, one of the narrators for the UFC, Marcellus Wallace, and we have the meats. Sam, my last one is a real person. And those clues are Mary Diana Crawl at Elton John's estate. Second clue is Allison. And third clue is inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. Rolling Stone ranked them number 80 on the list of the 100 greatest artists of all time. Mary Diana Crawl at Elton John's estate. Allison. And inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And in 2004, Rolling Stone ranked them number 80 on its list of the 100 greatest artists of all time. 
So if you know all 79 before, may hang you up. Should be easy if you know all 79. <laughs> that is a tough one. Sam, which one do you have the most confidence in? Which one do you have the least confidence in? The least confidence in Gimpy's and the most confidence in Corbin's first clue. Least confidence in Gimpy's and most confidence in my first one. Gimpy's clues for his person were one of the narrators for the UFC, Marcellus Wallace, and we have the meats. This, I I don't know. Um, I watch UFC, but I, I the only person I know that narrates the UFC is Joe Rogan. And so I've heard the, we have the meats, the Arby's commercial, but I don't know who says that. And yeah, so my guess is just going to be Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is incorrect. Do you think the Arby's commercial guy sounds like Joe Rogan? No, but that's the only, like I said, I don't know the other people. So the only person I know that does UFC is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan does commentary. Mm -hmm. I think narrates is the guy who does the promos. Like, this UFC fighter is coming to the cage after three weeks off and or whatever crap that they say, right? Mm. Okay. So I think it's more of like a, I don't know if narration is the right word, but he's doing the little commercial or promos Mm -hmm. that you hear that build up the fight. Do you You know know who who it is? Uh, I don't remember his name, but I I can see his face and I know other stuff he's been in, like Mission Impossible. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Marcellus Wallace is, Sam? No. Marcellus Wallace is the kingpin or yeah, crime boss in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. You've he's, seen that, right? He's the one they're trying to get the suitcase back to. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Never seen it, have you? Can you visualize the person? Mm-mm. Okay. Mission Impossible. Have you seen Mission Impossible in the movies? Mm-mm. Okay. Solid. Well, obviously it's not Joe Rogan. It is Veen Reigns. Yes. Veen Reigns. Irving. His, his voiceover Rains. stuff. Dude, Dude I mean, I'm telling you because... It does not sound like him. No, not like he looks. Mm-mm. He's done a good job of amplifying his the bass in his voice to an absurd level. Yeah, yeah. It works fantastic. Yeah, especially for the Arby's commercials, man. Yeah. We've got the meats. I can't even do it. Can't it doesn't try. matter, Sam, because you didn't have confidence in that one. You have confidence in my first one. The second one, person married Diana Krall at Elton John's house, Allison, and inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And in 2004, Rolling Stone ranked them number 80 on its list of the 100 greatest artists of all time. Yeah, I feel like the the last clue of the 100 greatest artists of all time, there's so many incredible artists. So even, At least 100, it, according to Rolling Stone. Yeah, I mean, they're, it's just an insane. And, and who who's to say who the best one is who number one is so that doesn't really help me that much um and so my guess is i'm just gonna say michael jackson because of the the diana crawl reference because he he sings the uh dirty diana song and so that's where i'm making that connection so i'm just gonna say michael jackson did michael jackson marry a diana i mean at elton john's estate I, I know that he got married. I'm not sure where. So I'm just figuring that maybe that person he married was Diana. And that was the, um, you know, the that's why he came up with the Dirty, Day, Dirty Diana song. Uh, Michael Jackson is, of course, wrong because he wouldn't be number 80. Right. 
Right. He would be oh, top yeah. 10, I would expect. Mm-hmm. Right? Diana Krall is a jazz musician. And they got married and have two kids. And um, I thought they were getting divorced. Maybe they aren't. I don't know. Um, he, This guy was around in the 70s, 80s. And that keeps pumping out music still to this day. His most famous, one of his most famous songs. Wait, hold on. Is Gimpy. Allison. I was going to ask if Gimpy knew who it was. I have no idea. I when we when you were in the other room we were talking about you behind your back the, we said I said that this is an incredibly hard one yeah it, it is um but maybe maybe this clue would would help wedding cake you used to hold him right in your hand I bet it took all he could take sometimes I wish that Anything, I Sam? could you from talking when I hear the silly things that you say. Nothing. Nothing. Somebody Give me anything. Oh, You're going to say it and be like, ah, Elvis Costello. Oh, yeah. Anything, Sam? I've heard his name before, but I, I don't. If you put him in a lineup, I don't think I could picture him. Except I think he wears a lot of sparkly stuff. No. No. Okay, then I couldn't pick him out. I think so. He looks very dorky, almost Buddy Holly-ish. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I would have given you like number seventy-nine, <laughs> maybe you would have gotten it. I don't know. I know you've categorized the other seventy-nine or so. What are the odds that I picked number 80 that you wouldn't know, huh? True. Uh, no, the one you did have the most confidence in was my first one. It's a character. Agent is Estelle Leonard. Mary Therese, Mary Angela, Dina, Gina, Tina, Veronica, and Cookie are his sisters and scared by a turkey head. Um, This is from Friends, and I think I know this because of all of the sisters that you named. And I remember that Chandler hooked up with one of the sisters, but couldn't remember which sister he hooked up with. And it was like a big deal. Um, so my guess is Joey Tribbiani. Joey Tribbiani, Sam, is uh, correct. Woo! So good job. Noise. Yeah. I was worried you wouldn't get it. But I, I didn't. I didn't think the sisters one would be your most... Like the well, one, the episode that you would like. I, to be honest, I thought that would be the part that you'd be like, oh, "What is that? Who are all those names?" No, and the turkey head. Like I remember uh, Monica dancing with the turkey head, but I, I can't remember him being afraid of that. Yeah, so she's dancing, like you said, in their apartment mm-hmm. to Chandler, and Joey comes to the door, and she turns around, and that's when he gets scared. Oh, okay. he enters into the scene. Yeah, uh, got you. So okay, yeah. I yeah. would have said, you know, probably should have used the clue. Um, how you doing? But I feel like that's a gigantic giveaway. Yeah, that's a softball. And I thought Estelle would also be a giant giveaway. I was worried that that would be the clue that Mm -hmm. would totally give it away. His agent? His agent, yeah. Yeah, it was mostly the, the sisters. The When you said the agent, that rang a bell, but then the sisters, that drove it home. Joey, it's Estelle. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, well, now your record is? Well, she now has five, six wins to her 19 losses. All right, we'll be back. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. 
Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. The Johnny Depp, Amber Heard lawsuit, or I guess it's really more of the libel lawsuit that's happening uh, in England, wrapped up and... She read some things, or the lawyer for her read some things stating how dreadful of a human being Johnny Depp is, Uh, even saying things like, you get so drunk and passed out, uh, other men would have to wipe your backside. Oh, God. And how it was a grown man, an established grown man, can you live like that, except for the only excuse is you're a child. And you surround yourself with other dreadful human beings that numb their pain with drugs and alcohol. Yeah, but, okay. At 60. At 60. (laughs) Think about that. Being 60 years old and having a friend that's a celebrity. And what, you just want to be around Johnny Depp so bad that you're willing to wipe his butt for him? Yeah. 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 Besides my boyfriend, and that is only if there is a nurse that we can't afford... I'm not wiping anyone's ass. I hear you, except if you're an assistant to a celebrity. That's kind of your job. That's your job. Ain't that something? Oh, my God. You got this gig because you're Oh, my God, Mom. Mom, I'm going to be Johnny Depp's assistant. Oh, honey, you finally made it. (laughs) Congratulations. How's your day today? I wiped Mm -hmm. his backside. Pretty crappy A for me. Yeah. Well, anyway... Some other things came out. We've talked about the Elon Musk thing. Well, Mickey Rourke. What? If you don't remember, Elon Musk had nicknames for Johnny Depp because of an alleged affair between Amber Heard and Elon Musk. Whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But Mickey Rourke decided to at him via Instagram and challenge Elon Musk to a cage, uh, a bare knuckle fight. <laughs> For those that don't know, Mickey Rourke is an established boxer. He is Massive. an accomplished boxer. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Besides being a phenomenal actor. Yeah. He's an accomplished boxer. Was the the wrestler right? That was one of the his movie, movies? the wrestler. Yeah, yes. The movie, the wrestler. He's yeah. fantastic. In. Oh yeah. Oh He's yeah. fantastic. A lot of his movies are just. Amazing. Mm-hmm. He's a really great actor. Oh, yeah. Not okay. great to look at. Look he, at. Yeah, oh, he's, he's got a messed up face. It looks like he went to the Kardashian's doctor and was like, give me what they yeah. got. But if you go back to when he was younger, he was the cat's meow. Like women fawned over him. Nonetheless, he isn't. Anyway, so he challenged Johnny. Um, Elon Musk challenged. I'm sorry. Elon Musk has challenged Johnny Depp to a fight. And then. Mickey Rourke stepped in and said, why don't you fight someone your own size? I'd gladly love the opportunity to take you to school, Mr. Tough Guy Elon Musk. Look, Elon Musk, if you've ever seen, he's a large human being. Right? He's, he's just got a presence about him, right? He's very tall, all these things. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but, dude, you're 67. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'll, I'll do a bare knuckle fight with Mickey Rourke. Would you really? Why? All I got to do is kick him in the leg, and he'll fall. Sweep the leg. That's fun. Mm, being is that the guy's an established boxer. Was. 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 It's like riding a he's, bike, though, no, man. It, no, it's not. No way. Uh, he's 67. I, he still knows more than I do. It, it's, it's a fight. It's not. 
It's not war games. <laughs> I just feel like I, 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 I think that's a losing fight right there. At least for me, anyway. I wouldn't do it. This guy's 67. Yeah, he's frail. You should be able to go and then blow him over. But, I mean, the guy's still stacked. He recently he's, posted he a video on his Instagram of hitting the bag, mm-hmm. and he's like, like, not real fast. He's not Tyson. No, Tyson looks sick. Yeah. It's 50-something. Yeah. And and it was for $200,000 is what Mickey Rourke put out there. And he said he would use one hand tied behind his back. That is some... Anyway, to go back to what Amber Heard said, you surround yourself with a bunch of degenerates. This man's 67 years old, acting like he's 20. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, bro? You look like a complete douchebag. Yeah. God. <laughs> a douche. Like, come. He's one of those people who are like, oh, gosh. Take his Twitter away from him or his Instagram. His girlfriend is cute, though. Mickey Rourke? Yeah. Anastasia Makarenko. She's a Russian uh, model, apparently. And uh, she is 34 to his 67. Gross. Yuck. <laughs> little Cialis. Question, okay, question. Oh, my God. She really is hot yeah. AF. Yeah, um, is there a number where the age difference is gross? Is it like um, 22 years, yuck, 21, it's acceptable? I think 30 years is gross. 30 years, that's the hard number? I, I, if I mean, you have a thirty-year age difference, then that's gross. I, I think I don't listen. I th- I don't think I don't think it's gross, right? Personal preference here. I think three decades of difference between two people, mm-hmm. the chances of you having anything in common mm-hmm. would be very small. It'd be a small a small population of things yeah. that you would. I the shows. Food, <laughs> fiber. I want to watch Real Housewives, but I want to watch Andy Griffith. <laughs> what about you? What do you think? Uh, 15 years. I don't think 15 years is that bad. I think I don't think 20 years is that bad. If you're, oh. if, if you're 40 and dating a 20-year-old, a 41 dating a 21-year-old, both goes either way, guy dating a girl, a girl dating a guy or whatever, I think that's fine. I agree with Corbin, like the 30, anything over 30. Or even 25, just to be different. I'll say 25. That's a quarter of a century difference betwixt you guys. I think that's that's that that's not gross, but not right. You can blur the line, I think, 10 to 20 years. Like, you can have two people stand next to each other and go, oh, well, they don't look that far apart in age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At 30 years difference, it's usually quite evident. And when you have someone like her who looks like a 16-year-old, right? Yeah. It's it's even more obvious and looks a little bizarre. I'm going back in her Instagram, and I'm back to 2018, and there isn't one photo of her and him. Oh, wow. On her Instagram, which doesn't mean anything. I understand that. But you also, no, actually, I don't understand that. Because when you are in a committed relationship with somebody... Like, if Jeff didn't have any pictures of me on social media, on his social media, I would be offended. Because part of social media is sharing your life. So if you're sharing your life with a person, then by you not sharing your life online at 
as me as part of your life, then you are wanting people to look at your page thinking that you're single. I think that I, I think that when you're of a certain status, it's not. The, that, that's the difference. It's not right sharing there. your life. It's, yeah. sh- it's sharing your brand. Mm-hmm. But then when you start showing pictures of things that you love and I'm not included in that, then I completely agree with you. But they could have a relationship where he's like, don't you show any photos of me because I look like a raisin. Which is true. He does. He Because do- he- he's 67 and over tanned. And he's just, they. he's had one too many facelifts and four too many fillers. So they, they've been together for nine uh, since 2009. 11 years, 11 right? 11 years. So she's 34 now. That made her 23 when they got together, and he was 56, something Gross! like that. Gross, <laughs> you nasty old man. Uh, half your age. And see, I guess, like, me saying, like, the 15-year age difference I think is weird is, like, I can't imagine – being 15 years old and being like, oh, my husband's being born right now. <laughs> right. When she was born, he he was 25. Gross. Yeah. That's yeah. so gross. 30? That, to me, that's, that is just gross. And, and I, the age difference, like, the things that you talk about, the commonalities, and just, I, I just feel like there's, like, like uh, yuck. Oh my God! So hold on. Okay, all right. I I couldn't tell if th- I'll send you guys the picture. I don't know if this is her grandmother or this is Mickey Rourke. Yep, I can't tell. I I can't. I can't tell. I'm not sure. <laughs> and there's a couple other pictures like like <laughs> what the f? I'm I okay. So I hear what you're saying that it's gross. I don't know if it's gross. I it, it to each his own. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say that that doesn't work. Or I just it creates an opportunity to input drama in your life. Okay, right by having people around you judge, question, and do all these things based off appearance only. Because I know plenty of people that are within a few years of age of each other. That are not nice to their partner. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's possible that that obviously exists in the older age or they get along great. Uh, and, they, has, and he loves her. And you know what I mean? She has a little tiny fluffy puppy. That's so cute. Yeah, wait till you get to the picture where she shaved it. It's not so cute uh, then. It's actually yeah. quite scary. And if you go with cliches and stereotypes, Russian people or Russian women have this thing of being really crazy and extreme you know what that so maybe means. that means that she's really crazy and extreme i don't mean crazy like i'm gonna set your dog on fire actually that's exactly what i mean <laughs> that's exactly what i mean but i think that it's a they're very old age but nonetheless yeah i think when you're 70 i i like my chances what do you mean of by fighting that? a 70 oh okay yeah a 70 year old I, I'm sticking by it, man. I don't, I, because of his past experience, granted he's 70 or whatever, but I think because he knows, he used to box, 
Kind of knows sure. what he's doing inside the ring as opposed to a guy like me. And I'm going to even go so far as to say Elon Musk. I don't think Elon Musk knows what's going on in the ring. He might. He might have boxing. You're, you just need a little bit of boxing mm-hmm. experience. All I need to do <laughs> is gas him. Right. Just keep running around, running around until he's out of breath. Yeah. I can I can slip a punch. He ain't fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? If he was 50, like Mike Tyson, no way. Mm-hmm. He, I've seen the video. He looks fast. <laughs> still. Right. Right. You yeah. can be 50 and fast. Uh-huh. Now, you can be 67 and still run a marathon, but you ain't beating, doing a PR. <laughs> right. You ain't putting in a personal record. <laughs> so I feel like I could gas him a little bit, give him some kicks. Well, that would be MMA. In boxing, I could slip some punches mm-hmm. and gas him and catch him. Work the old bread box a little bit, catch him with the right hook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you had a little bit of boxing knowledge, I think you could... Beat a 70-year-old. I don't know. I don't know, man. Those guys fight dirty. They're old school. They'll throw dirt in your no, eyes. You still gotta fo- no, you still got to follow the rules. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally sanctioned event here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we're fighting in the street, we ain't boxing. We're fighting. <laughs> right. That means I can do anything. I'm getting that ass. And if we can do anything, I'm definitely kicking your ass, <laughs> set old man. <laughs> right? <laughs> All I got to do is act like I'm running, turn around, and kick you square in the stomach, and you'll go down. Right. Yeah. Or just... You know, wait till about 7.30 when it's way past his bedtime. Right. right. He's already tuckered out. Right. Or, or I'll just run and get to, like, uh, a revolving door, and then you'll never get in. I'm gonna come through the door, old man. Uh, uh, the sorcery. Right. Or um, I'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll do this when it's raining outside, where the pavement might be a little slick. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a break. Come back, and uh, we've got sports. Let's rock. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Sam, this text came in and said, so, Sam, you wouldn't date a 63-year-old to have F.U. money? No. Would, would younger Sam? Uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah, and younger Sam did a lot of stupid, stupid things, but I feel like I've now learned the lesson that love and family are the most important things, and even it is. Wait, what? Well, I'm not saying that that's not the important thing here. What I am going to is that I feel feel that it sounds good to say, no, I'm not going to date or marry the 67-year-old person for their FU money until you have that FU money in your hand. Then you're like, well, I could put up with these saggy things for this. Right. We stay in different parts of the country, like yeah, whatever yeah. homes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I could see something to that. Mm-hmm. But there, I know this is going to be a giant shock. There are some people that have morals and boundaries and never cross them. What? No. I feel like I've felt true love, and that is worth more to me than FU money. That's fair, I guess. There's this text, too. It says, I'm with Gimpy on this one. I wouldn't want to fight Rourke, Stallone, or Arnold, and there's no substitution for power. So one may be faster, but he lands one good punch and would probably go down. Well, that's like going, I wouldn't want to fight Liam Neeson. <laughs> Go ahead, search. Just for me. because they film him in a fight scene or doing whatever at a fifty frames per minute, like yeah, 
doesn't mean he knows how to fight. Well, yeah. well he's got wired up and he's done a backflip because right. he's on some kind of <laughs> trap. Right. They're showing artist. one punch and then a cutaway frame, uh-huh. see, right? Of the cutaway shot. Going, and yeah. then another, like, that doesn't mean, I can't believe you have to tell people this. Mm. Just because they portrayed a boxer on TV doesn't mean they are a boxer. And I know plenty of people that lift weights that are massive human beings, yeah. strong, mm-hmm. ridiculously strong. But you know what they aren't? Agile. Because they're old. Because they're bricks. And I'm just speaking, I'm not an expert. I'm speaking from my experiences. Mm-hmm. My experiences in, in rolling in a little bit of jujitsu with guys that are much bigger than me were not good guys. They weren't good. They weren't quick. Were they strong? Could they put me in a, you know, a Camorra? Yes. But I, I wasn't defenseless. Yeah. I wasn't helpless. Right? I could throw them off of me. That's the art of, the, of that martial art. Mm-hmm. And cr- I've sparred with guys that are massive human beings. Guess what they weren't? Fast. Right, because they're so big. Yeah. It's kind of like they playing, get tired really fast. That's like playing Street Fighter. You never go with that big Russian guy because he's always so slow or whatever, but you get like Ken or Ryu, somebody that's like quick right. and nimble, or exactly. that Chung Lee or whatever who is small and fast. <laughs> yeah. You exchange power for speed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not urgent. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and do balls to the wall sports. And I'm I don't I don't even know if I would win. I'm just saying I like my odds. You take chances, yeah, yeah, yeah. For money, I like my odds on that. Let's be fair. I have no desire to let anyone punch me in the face <laughs> for any reason. <laughs> hey, but for millions and millions of dollars, I'll get punched in the it's face for, charity. for sure. Absolutely. No, I have no desire yeah, to get punched no, in the face. No, I'm saying for Gimpy being like, oh, would you marry a 62 year old saggy bald man? For FU money, no, but I will let whoever, Mike Tyson, punch me in the face for FU money. Absolutely. <laughs> I will take one to the face for FU money. One every single day of the week. Zion Williamson returned to the Pelicans practice <laughs> for the first time in nearly two weeks, and Coach Alvin Gentry said the star rookie might play when the club resumes its season against Utah on Thursday night. Quote, it really isn't a tough decision, Gentry said after practice in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. If he's ready to play, he'll play, and if he's not, then he won't. Gentry said Williamson, who left the team on July 16th to attend a a family medical matter, was held out of five-on-five drills and limited to largely three- and five-man sets with no defenders. Yeah, he's kind of practicing. But he's a superb athlete. Does he need a ton of practice? No, just a little bit here and there just to keep things Here's the game plan. Here's the game plan. All right, guys, listen. It's final seconds. Get Zion the ball. (laughs) Okay. That's the. <laughs> you know, actually, at that level, mocking up plays does happen, but it's like, get Zion the ball. No, yeah. this is what needs to happen. Zion needs to talk to me, and I've got this great program for him some DVDs. Oh, he can He can work out at home. I've got some shakes. Some shakes, huh? Yeah, I'll give him some shakes, get that nutrition into his body. And in, you know, a 27 minute workout, I will have you in the best shape of your life. I will coach you up, Zion. And then you can do the same with three other people underneath you. Yeah. Right. And, and if you, you can just get one of friends. your other teammates on. Everybody knows three people. <laughs> That's Ball to All Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5. Game of.
Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. And then what you want to say to 82945. On Wednesdays at this time, we do our top five songs. So let's go ahead and get started with that. It's time for the top five songs. This week, it's the top five songs about articles of clothing from listener Amanda. Now, here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam with this week's list. Any quantifiers that you guys want to put on this? Just has to be about clothes, imagine. Yeah, just has to have something about clothing. That's it. <laughs> number five came out in 1965. Peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The song has been covered by Megadeth. Billy Ray Cyrus, Jessica Simpson, and a ton of others. Pitchfork Media selected it as the 114th best song <laughs> of the 1960s. Number five on the top five songs about articles of clothing, clothing from a listener, a man, duh, is Nancy Sinatra, and these boots are made for walking. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Yeah. You keep lying when you ought to be true then. Nancy Sinatra, these boots are made for walking. Number five, Sam, on the top five songs about articles of clothing. Oh, thumbs up. This is immediately one of the, when I heard this list, this is one of those songs I thought of immediately. Um, when I was in college, I always liked to wear like the Taylor Swift look of a sundress with boots, and I would get really drunk and sing like, these boots are made for walking every oh single time I came home to our wood house because I stomp. And I just like the way the stomp sound, and I would sing this. <laughs> so I love the song, and I think it belongs on this list. Gimpy. I, I'm happy with this being a number five. Um, I think the original, of course, way better than Jessica Simpson, although the, the video that she did was amazing. Sure. <laughs> she got beautiful sure. legs. But uh, I'm happy with it, so thumbs up for me on this. I think this video is pretty hot. This is a hot song. I've never, uh, there's a video to this particular Oh, well, I mean, right. Yeah. There's no MTV, but there's a video version of this song. Super sexy, though. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a thumbs up. I This is definitely a song you think about when you think of clothes mm-hmm. and a top five list. So I'm good for that. You have a song you think should be on the list? Text it to us, BMMS, and what that is to 82945. Are you ready, Boots? Start walking. All right. Number four on the top five songs about articles of clothing from listener Amanda uh, came out in 2001, peaked at number seven on the U.S. modern rock tracks, and Apple used the song as an advertisement for their sixth generation iPod Nano. The songwriter said it was about prosperity and depression and the strange behavior of the human mating ritual. Number four on the top five songs about articles of clothing from listener Amanda is cake and short skirt, long jacket. I want a girl with a short skirt and a long, long jacket. I 
cake, short skirt, long jacket. Definitely articles of clothing. Number four on the top five songs about articles of clothing. Sam, how do you feel about cake landing at the four spot? Um, uh, uh, I'm I'm okay with it being on this list. I'll I'll, go, I'll give it a thumbs up. I think that it could have been number five, and the boots are made for walking should have been closer to number one, but it belongs on the list. Gimby. I love cake. I love this song. I'm giving it a thumbs down strictly based on placement. I don't think number four is a good spot for it. It's closer to number one. But that may be just personal preference. That's why you asked me what I think about it. So thumbs down for this particular one. Would have never pegged you as a cake guy. Oh, yeah, man. Sheep go to heaven. Goats go to hell. Yeah, I love this. This is one of my favorite bands of all time. I've seen them a handful of times. I saw them when they played TU. Oh, yeah? Like, I found out they were playing on a Monday. Like, we're playing on a Wednesday. I found out on a Monday. It was never promoted. It was just like some little, whatever, the the University of Tulsa Residential Association, whatever, was putting it on for students, and I got a ticket to get in. And it was awesome to see them in such a small little venue. But uh, I love this band. But this is a horrible song for this list. There are a ton of other songs a ton. that make sense to be on a top five, and Cake don't make the cut, at least not for me. Do you have a song you think should be on the top five songs about articles of clothing? Well, you should get it over to us, because at the conclusion, we're going to play those songs. So let's move on to number three so we can get to those. Came out in 2015. The song was released as a promotional single. The album this song was on peaked at number 93 in the U.S. The frontman said this band of this band said Aerosmith inspired this song. Number three on the top five songs about articles of clothing from listener A Man, duh, is Buck Cherry and Tight Pants. Cherry tight pants. Number three on the top five songs about articles of clothing from listener A Man. Duh. Sam? Uh, thumbs down. There are so many songs about articles of clothing. Why is this even bothered to be on the list? I think it's so stupid. Thumbs down. Gimpy. Yeah, I agree with her on that one that this. Ugh. Shouldn't even be on any kind of list at all whatsoever, to be honest with you. I'm not a huge Buck Cherry fan, but to throw it on here when there's millions of other songs that you could have chosen that just shouldn't have been on here. So thumbs down for me. This is a song you hear and you go, I didn't know Buck Cherry had a song like this. This is good. But it's weird that it's about Aerosmith inspired them. So is it about Steven Tyler? And his tight pants? It's kind of weird. (laughs) I would have never thought that without, I would have thought it was about some girl. For sure. Unless he's singing it from a girl's perspective, which is also kind of bizarre. Very much. But whatever. Nonetheless, I'm a thumbs down because it should definitely not be number three. (laughs) So I'm thumbs down for Buck Cherry and Tight Pants being number three on the top five songs about articles of clothing.
All right, moving on to number two. Number two came out in 1985, peaked at number 51 on the U.S. pop singles. Following the artist's death, the song recharted on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 33. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> I die. And now, yeah. now you want to hear it. <laughs> the song tells of a teenage romance and first sexual experience with a girl who wears the little hat. Number two on the top five songs about articles of clothing from listener Amanda is Prince and Raspberry Beret. Prince and Raspberry Beret number two, Sam, on the top five songs about articles of clothing. I'm thumbsins down. I just there's so many songs that I I'm sorry Prince died, but I don't feel like I should <laughs> give him a pass just because he died. And so I'm thumbsing it down, especially at number two. Uh yeah, no thank you. Thumbs down. Gimby. This is another one that's getting thumbs down based on placement. Why is this not number one? Yeah, granted, there's a lot of other ones out there that could have been on this list, and rightfully so. But out of the choices that we have here, this one's number two? No, man. No. Thumbs down. I always figure out how I feel about a song on the li- these lists based off what song popped in my head. Okay. And this definitely was it. And definitely was this like the second or third song I thought of, so I'm totally thumbs-upping this. Okay. So I'm good with Raspberry Beret being number two on the top five songs about clo- uh, articles of clothing from listener Amanda. We're going to get to your songs that you've texted in, so get yours over to us now. BMMS and what that is to 82945. Number one, it's a disappointment. I'm sorry. Number one came out in 1994, peaked at 57 on the Billboard Hot 100. A critic said the song is not only meticulously crafted, it's smart, quirky, poignant, and insanely catchy, and I'm full of crap. This is the first uh, song. (laughs) Did you mean to type dong? This is the first dong the band made a music video for. Number one on the top five songs about articles of clothing from listener Amanda is... Weezer and Undone the Sweater Song. Weezer and Undone, the sweater song. Sam? Yeah, I'm going to give this a thumbs up because I love Weezer. I love this song, and um, I think it totally belongs on the list. Gimpy, how do you feel about Weezer? Number one on the top five songs about articles of clothing. Boom! 
<laughs> I have not liked Weezer since the beginning. Weird. Buddy Holly, it's aight. This song came out and I said, what the hell is this? As a freshman in high school in 1994, when this thing came out, I said, this is the biggest turd that I've ever heard in my life. But you like cake. Cake is good. Cake but you is don't like way Weezer. better than Weezer. Way okay. better than Weezer. Because Weezer's more popular. No. No. Screw these guys. Why are you even on this list? I don't get it. But hey, a man, duh, liked it. So, psh, whatever. Thumbs down. Uh, this is a giant thumbs down for me. This is a fantastic song. I love this band. It's undone the sweater song in parentheses. So it's technically, yes, it's about clothing, but it's not in the title. Like, whatever. It's just not in my top five. It wasn't even in the realm of songs I thought of right. to be on this list. My number one is quite, it should be quite obvious to everybody. Mm-hmm. In, my, in my brain, we brain, there's one song that is about clothing. Okay. Can't we'll wait see. to I, find well, out. I, I don't know if you guys are going to pick it. So <laughs> we're, we're about to find out. You guys should have sent us sent us some songs. I hope you did. BMMS and what that is to 82945. Let's see what Sam has. This is immediately the very first one that I thought of. Let me see <laughs> yeah. I actually would have accepted that for sure. Gimpy, what do you have? All right, so this one is one of the. It's the first one that I thought of uh, when when we're doing songs about articles of clothing. Been inside a bar before, and I felt like a peasant who just had met a queen, and she knew I saw right through her tight fitting jeans. Ask her what's a woman like you doing here? I see you used to champagne, but I'll buy you a beer. Not surprised said you got me that this was the song first, that you picked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, man. Old school and country? Yeah. Well, ne- neither one of you picked the song that I feel like is the only true number one. Okay. You can burn my house, steal my car, drink my liquor from an old fruit jar. We'll do anything that you want to do. But uh, uh, honey, lay off of my shoes and don't you step on my blue suede shoes. Elvis Presley, blue suede shoes. He made singing about clothes cool before anyone else did. And not even in the top five. The king. You put Weezer at number one and not Elvis. So bizarre to me. I'll give you that. Sam, what do you have? Uh, I don't think you guys are going to like this one too much, but I <laughs> I love this song. I don't know why. I feel like it's very like a, it's a sexy song to me, and I think that this would have been a good number five. What the hell am I listening to? That's not Sweater the word weather. I would have used. What? What is this? Never heard this song. What is it? It's Sweater Weather by The Neighborhood. Who is The Neighborhood? The, they sing Sweater Weather. No, who are they? I, I don't know. A are they band. a band from the 90s? Are they a band from the 70s? Oh, no, this is like recent. Probably in the past like five years that this song came out. 
I, I, I preface it with you're not going to like it, but I don't care because it's my turn. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> and I love this song. You love this song? I love this song. Why? Because I just think it's really like sexy and cozy and... Nothing about I this just, song makes me want to bang. Oh, I love it. I just think it's a sweet, sexy song. What are they singing about? Um, that it's cold outside, so you snuggle up because it's sweater, it's sweater, sweater weather. Oh. It's a Christmas song. No, where'd you hear Christmas? Well, it's cold outside. It's when you wear sweaters. It's when you cuddle. You don't know. You cuddle all year round. Oh. All right, Gimpy, what turn do you have? Uh, what song do you have? Hey, listen, this one came in as a text. It is way sexier than any of that sweater weather bull that Sam just put us through. And uh, it just the video in itself is sexy. Cocker man, I love me some Joe Cocker. Yeah, <laughs> he's something else. I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to add anymore. <laughs> this was the second song or third song that I thought of that I can't believe was not on the list. Mm-hmm. Probably should be above Elvis because I believe they may have been making it cool before Elvis. Maybe it was about the same time. I don't know. Do you know this song, Sam? Yes, and I love that this is the second time we've got to play it this year. <laughs> but no, you put Weezer, number one. You put Cake on the list. Buck Cherry out of this, man. Sure, come on. (laughs) How did I ever forget? She was inspired by a man's tight pants. Now she's afraid to come out. Sam, last one. Um, This got texted in a bunch, and I'm just, I'm super excited to play this on KMOD. Made me want to buy a pair. Did you really? It made me want to oh, buy want a pair. To buy a pair, but you didn't actually go out and buy them. No, that's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money to pay for shoes. I want a pair of Air Jordans so bad. Even now, uh-huh. I just can't. How much? How much do those go for? A couple of bills for sure. A couple of bills listen, for Air Jordans. Listen, running shoes can be really expensive, and yeah. I just got a new pair. Right, hundred and fifty dollars. I didn't buy them. It was a gift card given to me for a birthday gift. Oh, then that's okay then. I don't like paying a lot of money for jeans, Mm -hmm. for underwear, which we had a discussion yesterday about, which I'm starting to come around on, and shoes. Yeah, I have issue paying like 80 bucks for shoes. Just, uh, yeah, but they made me want to buy a pair. Gimpy, what do you have? I'm throwing it back, man. If you can throw it back, so can I. And this is what I came up with. Making it cool before 
thought was ever cool. Yeah. Right. Who sings this? Uh, this is, uh, oh God, who is this? Royal Teens. Okay. Royal Teens. Good point or not? Shoes, hats, berets, boots are not, they are accessories, not clothes. Mm, that's not true. They're clothes. Watches, jewelry, that's Earrings. accessories. Exactly. How is a hat, how is a hat not an accessory? Well, it covers your head. And a head is part of your body, okay? As to where accessories like jewelry, earrings, necklaces, watches, they only cover a portion, if anything. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm just start that fight again. Makes sense. Uh, This is one that got text in. Fantastic choice. (laughs) (laughs) Zoot suit right by Cherry Poppin' Daddies, right? That's a whole suit. Yeah, it's not clothing, it's a suit. <laughs> Somebody text one in that I wanted to get to uh, really quick, only because it's a fantastic, uh, oh, and we do not have it. Well, poo. Oh, man. I know. I, would... I think, is it the last one we just got yeah, in yeah, a bunch? Yeah. yeah, I know, it's not in the system. That was the one I immediately thought of, that's, but it's not I don't in the think system. that's the name of the song, though. It's not? Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. Are you sure? What do you think? What do you think it's called? I believe it's called Low. Low. Oh, okay. Low. Okay. Well, this it's the. Okay, I think I got it. Oh, okay. I think I got it. This will be fun. Yes. Florida sings it, not T Pain. Oh. Under. Yeah. And just because they say apple bottom jeans doesn't right. mean it's the name of the. And song. take your sweats off. Yeah. Low. Low. Well, the song, it's songs about articles of clothing. And shoes are articles of clothing. Hats are articles of clothing. These are questions I'm asking. No, they are. Shoes cover your feet. They cover something, a part of your body. Your pants cover your lower half. Short shorts cover your back. Okay. And a hat covers your head. And your watch covers your wrist. Barely. Your ring your, covers part of your finger. Okay. Yeah. Your earrings covers part of your earlobes. Is a jock strap an article of clothing? Would you wear that by itself? Yeah. To the club. Sure. Without any confidence. <laughs> then, then yes, it's it, an article yeah, of clothing. Yeah, the, the thong songs, that's an article of clothing. It's, it, it's yeah. essentially a jock strap. Think yeah. about it. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. It's, <laughs> it's less material. Yeah. yeah. More comfortable. All right, you got a list. I'd love for you to send it to a show at KMOD.com. Show at KMOD.com. We do them Wednesdays at this time. We'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. This story in the news I saw and then I just kind of like passed it by and then it's kind of surfaced again where people have been seen 
sharks in the Northeast. Matter of fact, a woman in Maine became the first woman, to uh, first person in Maine to get killed by a shark in Maine. What? Um, and apparently, like... It was. They said it was like this massive great white, and there's pictures of um, a stingray. Is that right? A sea ray or what? A stingray? Right. That's the thing that got Steve Irwin. That came up on shore. That washed up on shore with two massive bites out of it. Oh, jeez. That was from the shark, and they think the woman was mistaken for being a sea uh, sea lion. Wow. Which is their main feed, right? <laughs> and apparently the 63-year-old woman was laughing and then started screaming when she got attacked by a shark 20 yards off the co- off the um 20 yards off the uh the beach, right? Mm-hmm. It says a neighbor watched in horror when he heard her giggling and laughing and then started screaming for help. Oh, my God. Watched the incident through binoculars. How hopeless. Her daughter screamed for help. Two kayakers pulled her out of the water and brought her back to shore. But paramedics pronounced her dead at the scene. Uh. They used tooth fragments to determine that the shark was a great white. Maine Marine officials added that the woman who was wearing a wetsuit was likely mistaken for a seal. Yep. When I was surfing for that short time in San Diego, my wetsuit was purple because I was super afraid of that. And there was seals because at La Jolla Beach, there's just seals hanging out there. And I was really terrified of being eaten by a shark. And so I made sure to get an obnoxiously colored one because, you know, seals don't come in lavender purple. (laughs) That I'm aware of. (laughs) Unless, you know, you choke them long enough and then they turn colors. Sure. Do they? I don't know. No. I've never, I've never choked a seal, <laughs> so I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> oh God. Um, I was trying to find the images of the stingray and the bites out of it because when you see it, you go, goodness, like it is. It makes it more terrifying. I've I've uh, wa- was it a manta ray with shark bites? Uh, shark bite. Sure. Shark bite. Yeah. That's what I found. Hey, shark bite. No, it's a stingray. You stupid son of a bitch. Why did you do that? Because it's got stuck in my head and somebody texted it. You're welcome. There it is, Sam. The butcher ass. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrifying looking. God. And, um, I watched this thing on 60 Minutes on sharks and they were off the coast of Maine. What? He just oh, saw the picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, wow. And they were off the coast of Maine because the U.S. gets more shark attacks than Australia and any other country, surprisingly. We have... Because we're better. I guess. We get Tastier. more people killed. Um, and they like have this 
crazy guy that they have like a net that comes off the side of the boat and then they lure the shark into the net and then they have like 15 minutes to get the shark out of the water and pretty much pierce its dorsal fin like an ear piercing so they could track it and like track and see like where the shark goes and its mating season and, and how far it goes like to feed and the temperature of the water so they could study to see like when sharks are right, the shark hungriest. Behaviors, yeah. Yeah. And to, to like to help more people. And so there's a camera guy that is in there just trying to get the shot for 60 minutes or whatever. And they put the shark in the water and then the shark is like sees the camera guy and you could see the shark like been like, well, I'm going to get that ass now. And like and kind of try to start to go for the camera guy who jumps over the net and doesn't get eaten. But sharks are scary. Yeah, oh my I'm good God. All the, any shark doings, man. Throwing me in a shark cage or anything like that, I'm good. The, um, in the movie The Wrong Missy, there's a scene where they swim with sharks, and that's my nightmare. I will <laughs> never swim with sharks because of that, well, I'm, which is a stupid thing to call it anyway, because you're not swimming with sharks. Right. You're How about caged. being caged from sharks? That's yeah. really what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You get put in a cage and lowered, and then the shark rams the cage. Yeah, I'm good on that. I want to swim with like um, the lemon sharks. Is that what they're called? Like the ones that don't bite. They don't eat humans. They're just cute little sharkos. As I tell my five-year-old when she can't do something, <laughs> yet... Yet, exactly. They don't eat humans yet. Yeah, that's or they're fun. Pr- or they get eaten by other sharks. Right, so you got this cute little lemon shark. You're like, oh, look, it's not going to eat me. It's going to be so pretty. And then here comes the great white. Shomp. Eats you and the baby shark. Do, do, My do, wife do. loves snorkeling and all that. Mm. I can't stand it. it. To me, the ocean is so terrifying. Yeah. And it's so unexplored it it's literally the darkest place on the planet yeah literally and because we don't know anything about it mm-hmm. they say it's like less than 10 percent we've even explored the yeah. ocean yeah and some of the species they find in the depths of the ocean oh my goodness they have to have special lights built into their head just so they can see what the hell's going on the fish the fish have lights yeah Built into their heads. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. They, God, whoever you believe did that, made an animal <laughs> that generated electricity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I'm good. So let's get in it. Yeah. Let's get in this giant <laughs> earth butt soup. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah, but sharks, nope. they're, they're not mean. They're just hungers. Yeah, they're mean. No, they're the wasps they're of the sea. They're not the wasps of the sea. They're just hungry. They're the wasps of the sea. Why? Okay, explain to me why they're the wasps of the sea. Because a wasp will attack your ass and yeah. like hunt you down, where a shark is going to hunt you down because he thinks it's your food. Yeah, a the wasp thinks you're a threat. So they think there's a thing happening that isn't happening. Their ability to deduce is crap. <laughs> Sharks and wasps. You'll never convince me that a wasp Not trying to. is a is a less of an asshole than a shark. No, they're both horrible. They're equal. They're the wasps no. of the sea. No. That's why They're just hung- Why do you think they're so adorable? Well, no, they're just hungry. They don't want to eat humans. They don't have it out for you like asshole wasps do. They really do just want to hurt you. They know that they're going to sting you and they're going to hurt you. Uh, sharks, sharks oppress. Sharks are just hungry. <laughs> sharks oppress. They don't want the seal to have any accelerating in the sea world. No. Yeah. It's just their Big yeah. Mac. Yeah. 
It's no, it's not their Big Mac. Yeah, it's just Big Macs are small and tiny. No, uh, a seal is half its size. Yeah, but I'm saying it's their yummy, delicious meal. That's what it is. It's their, it's whatever. It's their tacos to you. You're an enabler. (laughs) You're a shark enabler. (laughs) That's fine. You are not helping the advancement of seals. No. Oh God, I love seals too. Though they're so cute. Mm -hmm. Little little baby seals. Mm -hmm. So what about the? You've seen the video of the baby seals getting whacked to death for their fur. Those people just need warm clothes. That's it. They need the blubber. They just need warm clothes. Mm -hmm. I've never actually watched the video of like people clubbing baby seals. I don't want to see it. Well, it's too late now. No, I I get I get what's going to happen. I understand that. it, it's sad. Like I, I don't need to. I, I get. I understand the point of that video. I feel like I can't search for it in mine because it'll show up in my kids' YouTube history. I got you covered, bro. Okay. Don't worry. I don't worry about the kids' YouTube history. Yeah. I don't uh, think she's logged in. She has. Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. Well, it's horrific, and those people just need. They just need warm fur. That's it. They're just trying to put food on the table for their family. That's it. They're not mean. No, They're- because we get a fake fur. Full fur is no, what they it's need called. the real fur. They, 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 these are places where they don't make fake fur. They need the authentic good stuff. Oh, look at Listen, there's plenty of one. plankton oh. that the shark could eat. <laughs> they don't need to eat a baby seal. There's other choices. Oh, yep. Is Impy. the link not working? Yep. Yeah, it works. Just send it again. One, oh, send it again? Yes. Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. There you go. 115, go and scroll by because you got to get past all the PETA and Greenpeace people out there. Oh, is it a PETA? Oh, God. Yeah, so- they are not forgiving with their videos. <laughs> oh, so they're putting this up for an educational reason. Oh, they're trying to show how bad it is. Drag yes. it along and the blood trail that goes with it. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, and they're white. Like, it is a nasty video. Oh, and then they just skinned it and then threw it back in the ocean. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's horrific. Oh, my God. There are people that that's their job. That was uh, your day. Oh, just uh, oh went clubbing. God. Yeah. that's oh Someone's God. like, ah. Oh. Do you think they're like, got to get up today? I'm so excited. <laughs> Going to be a good hunt. Yeah, gonna got to go do my thing. It's horrible, isn't it, Sam? Look, they Sam's such a. a tool to, oh. Yeah, they, they have a thing. They have a tool just to grab it to get it back yeah. in the boat. Yeah. That is so ass. Yeah, hit it in the head and then I hook it. I wish I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh my Look, look how sweet of a person Sam is, that a video like that is so hurtful to her. I really wish I didn't see that. No, that's Why'd you make her do that, Gimpy? I I don't know. Can't believe you sent that. I'm just a terrible person. (laughs) You are a terrible person. Stop laughing. It is so sad. (laughs) Those people are just hungry, and they wanted shoes. That's it. Have you seen the whale one? I know we're done. Oh, I'm not going to show it. I'm not. I'm not bringing it up or anything. There's a ton of videos like this about how horrible things are. I don't want to live in that world. You live in you, that world. I thought that like I've only heard someone make a joke about clubbing baby seals, not it actually happening. Oh, it and happens. Making a effing tool to drag its bloody body in the boat. Like that's so messed well, up. Yeah, it's not gonna that. get in there itself. How do you sleep at night? It's a. I will That's cost, a thing. It's an effing baby. Oh my god! Yeah, but they have the softest fur. That they was do. the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't. I, I, I my screener's flashing, and I'm not going to pick it up, Gimpy. I don't care. I don't know what you put in there. It's ring, horrible. Ring, ring, ring. Yeah, it's no. whale hunting, Colin. Hey. <laughs> it's Gimpy. <laughs> I'm not it's on that link. Gimpy. <laughs> we'll be back. 
Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Sam, what'd you learn today? What baby seal did you learn today? <laughs> um, that I was a dirty, naughty, corrupt police. Nope. I'm sorry. I'm like frazzled. Disheveled right now. because I of am. the baby seals yeah. getting beat to death. Yeah, that's Their all white I can think fur of. turning pink. God. A okay. pink spray going across the screen. Oh my God. I was pink mist, pink mist. A dirty, corruptible peace builder, and Corbin is starting to come around on his underwear. Uh, Gimpy, what'd you learn today? Well, I learned that uh, Sam has been taking one to the face for free all these years. Now she wants money for it. And that, uh, hi. I'm Gimpy. I'm here to ruin your day. Uh, I learned that Sam was a peace builder in second grade. Little did we know she was building P-I-E-C-E, not P-E-A-C-E. <laughs> and I'm like, don't, Sam feels like, hey, don't blame sharks. They're just salty. <laughs> it's Corbin saying, make sure that dishwasher is loaded right. Even Sam and this is for mother. This is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. uh. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa.